Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe. Jen's here. Ben's here. Lene is also here. Yay. Everybody's here. Our <laughs> guests tonight are... Hang on. Let me put your display names up before it. There. Marianne and Emily from What The Frick Live. They're fellow uh, Forbidden Knowledge Network people. And so this is the first time we get to talk with them. But uh, they've been on Macroaggressions. Uh, you've been on Chris's show too, right? FKN? Yes. Okay. I thought I heard you. I heard so, no. Did y'all hear no? I heard no. It's probably Ben. He's frozen. Yeah, I heard someone say no. <laughs> hey, maybe like, he said, oh, <laughs> no, he and froze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that <laughs> wasn't just us. Awesome. <laughs> no, you're just frozen. Fine. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you guys start out letting us know about your, uh, about your show and what you guys do over there at What the Frick Live. Um, well, we have shows every Wednesday and Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We interview anybody and everything that makes you think what the frick is going on. <laughs> um, we just finished our October set, which was a lot of paranormal things. But we interview anybody from politics to weird and kooky inventions, uh, Discovery Channel, Netflix documentary people. We get a lot of those. Um, we're getting ready to have the Bloombergs if, um, on, on next month. Um, that or this month, gosh, it's already uh, November. <laughs> Where did October go from? This month, they have the show on Discovery Plus. I bought a, we bought a funeral home. So just all kinds of weird, interesting people that makes you think, what the heck is going on? And normally, our main show is Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our Wednesday night shows are like part twos, or somebody that needs to reschedule, or if something's going on that's major and. I get, I reach out to the person and they want to be booked instead of being booked two months out or something. I get them on a Wednesday night. So um, nice. the show's been around for about five years. I had to take a break. I lost everything. April, 2021, lost my YouTube, lost everything. Got super censored, lost Facebook, lost TikTok. Um, it's an under an investigation, everybody. <laughs> there was like 21 of us that were um, targeted. This goes through TikTok. If you look, look up Woke Capone, that's what we call this group, Woke Capone. They call it a um, cyber domestic terrorist group that might be paid to target. I had almost a million followers on TikTok, but I was posting a lot of political topics at that time. I had myself in, in the videos. I don't do any of that anymore. There's some people that still fight in the Woke Capone. I'm not. I'm just staying silent until we get this, maybe possibly a lawsuit going. But I woke up one day, lost YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. We had about 8.6 thousand followers on YouTube at the time. 
lost it all and got super depressed try to start it back up it wasn't going anywhere then i took nine months off and in the meantime i met marianne and then we started it back up in june so brand new coming well, back we're doing yeah. really well we're doing yes. well we're doing Good. really well starting back up well and, and now super talented super talented mm -hmm. And now you guys know a lot of the trade craft of the business. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like kind of like riding a bicycle, granted, <clears throat> with barring the censorship. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, you guys God. you guys do know how a little bit about how it is. I know when Joe first uh, really got into reaching out to people and trying to pull people on and, and this, that and the other, he had an in from him and Jen being fans from a lot of the podcasts that now we, you know, affiliate with and consider our friends. But you know, you got that boot in the door now. So it's kind of like good to see you guys get good to see you back on the horse. It, it's it's a tough that's a tough hit. It was very it, tough. I can't imagine. I can't but imagine. I'm thankful I saw Marianne. I met Marianne through another network. We were on the fashion news lifestyle network, FNL network, and that's how I met her. And then I, I just had a desire to start this back up. And I thought Marianne would be the perfect host. I hate to say co-host with her, but host um to come in because we clicked so well and i'm thankful for her and she's been super faithful and, and everything every friday night it's kind of hard to keep somebody there at 9 p.m eastern standard time <laughs> mm -hmm. she's been there and I, i'm she's thankful for her mm -hmm. i'm thankful for you too yeah we've uh we've become really close and we talk probably every day yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though we're states away i'm in north carolina on a farm and emily's in kentucky yeah i couldn't so, tell not not, not in the crazy. farm you couldn't tell <laughs> i was just making fun of your accents no big deal. oh see so i do i actually have one yes a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah okay cool uh, I, they used to make me say the lot is brought tonight and I yeah to, i used to want to be a news anchor <laughs> i i think i have the hair and everything for news anchor and they used to they told me i would have to have extensive speech therapy classes to get that news anchor voice because that oh. Appalachia hick. <laughs> I knew that's what they did. I was just saying that the other day. I was listening to a news broadcast on not on regular TV on YouTube or something. But I'm like, these people learn how to speak somewhere because they all fucking sound the same. Mm -hmm. They're all and then Dave. Yeah, you can't have an yeah. accent in any way, shape or form because it has to reach the most amount of people. And if your accent turns off a group of people, but then, then it turns into out, a news so. anchor accent. It's like, I don't trust you automatically because you sound like that. I know, but you notice exactly. that. Most people wouldn't notice the absence of something. Most yeah. people notice the presence of something. No, so be better to have, the absence of an accent is something that's almost undetectable. It'd be better to have someone like Joe Rogan do like a, a CNN headline, you know, where he's just like, <laughs> and then this fucking guy, and then, you know, he fucking shit on his face. And like, I would watch that CNN. I don't know whether I would. Well, I would do it because it just said shit on his face. But well, no, I could totally. I I like, wait, where did this <laughs> This guy got in a fight. Oh, what is he doing? His form's all wrong. What a fucking pussy. Like, I could totally see him just shitting on the whole thing. And that would be super entertaining. I would watch that as well. While we hitting news, a joint mid-broadcast? Fuck yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we had people that were on our newscast that were like, you know what? We're going off script. We're just going to tell you things the, the way that we that see them. Do, but the people that do that are fired. Absolutely. Every single right. one of them are fired. Like, this one guy stuck up for a woman that she violently voiced her opinion in the news and they fired her then he goes and he he goes um you know rogue off the script and he sticks up for her and he they fire him too this just happened recently in one of these oh. news channels 
So speaking of people being dropped and canceled and all that, the, the biggest headline lately, and uh, we talked about a little bit before the show, but with your Yeezy for president shirt, uh, yes. what, what do you have to say about that whole thing? Because for anybody who's been living under a rock and doesn't have uh, any kind of social media, uh, Kanye, now call, called Ye or Yee, whatever, I'm just going to call him Kanye for ease of uh, saying I things. He came out on a podcast called Drink Bro or Drunk Brothers or some, I don't know, fuck, some fucking thing. In a, he was making anti-Semitic uh, comments, basically saying the Jews rule the world and uh, his handlers are Jewish and all this stuff. But I think for most of us that listen to that, we're, we're t a little bit of a different takeaway. I think he was talking about the elites and, you know, Whatever. I don't really care what he said, but the funny part was that Adidas dropped him and they were started by two Nazis. It's just the whole irony of the situation is amazing. So what do you guys think about that? Marianne, I'll let you go first because I talk a lot. <laughs> See what you I don't, have to say about. I don't know. I've never really been a fan. I'm just going to be honest. I've never really been a fan of him. Um, I can't blame people for dropping him. Um, but if he was, so you said anti-Semitic, like anti-Jewish, that's what he was talking about. It, something like that. I mean, I, I listened to it, but I was kind of half listening because I don't, he was like, he sounded like a drunk dude at a party that I'm kind of half yeah. listening to. I don't see what, so I honestly never, I just never saw what was so great about him. Like his music sucks. Why, I'm gonna try and say it. Yeah, I, I mean like every. I, just, I run to his music though. Like he's got a good beat to run to. I'll say that. I run <laughs> when I run. To yeah, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. But yeah, talking about the elites and a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, I, I would not be surprised. Well, it's just okay. weird because they demonized him real fucking quick after he wore a "Make America Great Again" hat. Said he backed Trump. He was fine with the ruling elites whatever until that point and then they're like all right fuck this guy we have it out for him now we're gonna make him look crazy and he's doing a great job of making himself look crazy by himself but yeah. the fact that the focus is on it is uh kind of telling too emily go ahead i know you're chomping at the bit of it oh i am i am because this goes a lot deeper than what people might think i do have a bachelor's and a master's degree in christian education i went to seminary accredited school i have a minor in theology what he's pointing out there's two sets of jewish people there's the jewish yeah. lineage from the line of jacob then there's the European Jews. That's the counterfeit of the Jews. These European Jews are the ones that are taking over the world. That's a total counterfeit. That's anti-God. That's anti-Jesus. It's anti-all this. And they are running these corporations. And he's pointing that out. It's not Zionist, right? Yes. It's not anti-Semitic, like how we would think. It's not the Jews that were in the Nazi camps. That That's the European Jews trying to destroy the bloodline of Jacob and Jesus. In the Nazi camps, it's not those people. This is the, the ruling class. That's the elite. That's the Illuminati. That has is a counterfeit of what God really intended the Jewish people to be. So that's what he's calling out. And they want to present that he's crazy because it's also the spirit of like narcissism. When you start presenting the truth, and there's so much of it, when you get abused that way, it's hard to program. I hate to say program, but to push all that information out. So it's jumbled. It's mismatched. It doesn't match up. There's just so much. Once you start talking about one thing, it leads to another, leads to another. And so it does make him sound crazy. I don't believe he's crazy. I believe he's trying to push the truth out there. And I think Aaron Carter actually was murdered. And I think it was a sign to Kanye to watch out because 
his last tweet, his last tweet, Aaron Carter's last tweet on Twitter. This goes deep, everybody. In my well, mind. I knew you would have you would have a lot a lot to share. So keep sharing. So Aaron Please. Carter's last tweet was like, "Hey Kanye, let's talk man to man, right?" So this goes Whoa. all the way back in the day with Michael Jackson and Clive Davis. And Clive Davis rules and reigns this music industry. Who was Clive Davis a godfather to? Whitney Houston's child, Bobby. The night before Whitney Houston died, who was Clive Davis with? Brandy, Ray J's sister. Brandy hands Whitney Houston a note. Whitney Houston sees Clive Davis, gives her a hug. Who was she also dating during that time? Ray J. So Whitney Houston dies in a tub. And, and Ray J can't go to the room. She gets this mysterious note from Brandy, sees him the night before. So then who is killing Michael Jackson? This all comes, this is all, I'm hoping I can say this, this is the first time I've talked about it. So Michael Jackson says that Clive Davis is going to kill him the night before he dies. It's always the night before. So Clive Davis and Michael Jackson said that over and over for many years, set him up, wish he never settled on that first sexual crime, whatever, with children. Wish he never settled, but he listened to his attorneys. He wished he fought it because it wasn't true. So I hope I can keep this all together. So if you go back and you remember, because this is my time error, this is most of our time errors, Aaron Carter, he did a interview about five, six, seven years ago where he came back from a uh, staying at Michael Jackson's house, was met with four or five FBI agents in his house with his mother there. You all have to know the financial backgrounds of his parents because they treated him like crap. Didn't, not so much Nick, but Aaron, they did. Stole all of his money, all of his money. And wanted to question Aaron about being with Michael Jackson and wanting to sue Michael Jackson. And he kept saying, no, no, he never did anything to me. And they got mad and they kind of X'd him out after that. This is big. And I, I believe Clive Davis is behind all this. So we got Michael Jackson saying Clive Davis. We have the Whitney Houston, Clive Davis. We got Ray J and Brandy. Well, Ray J is connected to Kim Kardashian. I was with just going to ask that. I know that. Okay, that's what it was. I was going to ask you who the fuck <laughs> Ray J was. I remember hearing that name like a couple times 10 years ago. But I couldn't place the, uh, the name. So Aaron Carter, I think, this is my opinion and my conspiracy brain, put that out on Twitter, and that just X'd his grave. And it was a thing like, let's talk man to man, because Ray J, Michael, Cobb Davis, Whitney Houston, all of this stuff is intertwined with each other. And when he put that out there, they X'd him. And the next thing we know, I, he was murdered. I didn't even know this happened. I took the screenshot of his last Twitter, and I put it on my Twitter. I said, my next question, was he in a bathtub? Question mark. I didn't <laughs> even know. And he was in a bathtub. So Funny how often that pops up, isn't it? The elite. It was, and guess what? Clive Davis, Davis is Jewish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not that it matters, but it's part no, of the story. It's, it's, so, yeah, yeah, it's Jewish. So why leave it out? Yes. So, so they all run together. The, the bathtub thing. What, I could name a couple people. I think was it Whitney Houston? We were trying to figure that out earlier. Yeah, and maybe her daughter, too. And then Brittany Murphy, I think, mm -hmm. died in the bathroom. And her Brittany. boyfriend, her husband. And yeah, it's... It's very strange. Yeah. 
Well, Brittany Murphy, I don't know if she's tied to Clive Davis or not. I haven't linked that. But what people don't know with Brittany Murphy, she was getting ready to testify in court about some things she saw that happened with Border Patrol that was pretty um, criminating on our border police, which was super corrupt, probably still is at the time. And it was like two days before she was going to testify in court and she was murdered. And what was, um, what was what did she see? Do you know what she saw? Was she, were they like letting uh, in drug dealers and child sex traffickers or something? Yeah, it was child traffic, um, sex trafficking. Hold on, I think I have it on my website. I might not have published it yet. I always do you remember and not published? Do you remember what year this was? Um, the year she died was it 2012? How long oh, okay. ago was that? Died. There's a whole there's a whole uh, rabbit hole you can go down with Brittany Murphy and the house she moved into. It was in 2009. That. 2009. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Let me just type in Border Patrol, Brittany Murphy. Well, well while you're looking that up, I, I had a question for you because while we were talking about this, I know you guys are a part of FKN. Uh, and Corey Hughes has has talked, you know, a lot in his uh, JFK research about the differences between uh orthodox judaism and zionism and he was actually the one that kind of put me on the trail of connecting all these dots back to 1890 world summit world's fairs um they stopped and again i always have to put this disclaimer out they're not saying i believe in flat earth but it was the same year that they stopped putting flat earth in the textbooks and started uh teaching the heliocentric model um and 1890 first world summit the the majority of the leaders that, like you said, were European that were getting together were uh, basically part of a Zionist group, as as he has been able to follow back into history. And when you look at what happened in World War One, which set the stage um, for World War Two, um, Adolf Hitler obviously was a combatant in World War One, and there were many little things that happened uh, politically and economically throughout those European countries that got tied back to. Rockefellers and several of the other mm -hmm. people that people know about that United States. Do it. So then you move into post World War II and you have this JFK assassination. He has been able to tie each one of them to an elite sect generally associated with Zionism. And uh, he's like, this whole thing is all tied. When people are talking about the elites and, you know, they're talking about, uh, you know, basically the men behind the curtain, they're not talking about your. Um, your standardized like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, although I'm sure that they are big, big pawns in the game, George Soros, those kind of people. No, these are people that you don't know the names to. Even the Rockefeller that we all know at the moment, he is probably just the forefront of what is everything behind him. So you have these people uh, that are actually running the show in the background that you don't know the names of. And it's usually, I think he said, like five to ten people. They're the ones pushing all of the economies. They're the ones pushing the wars. They're the ones that own the media. He's gone down the rabbit trail of, uh, you know, in the JFK assassination, you know, post MKUltra, post LSD trials, all of the stuff that happened from 1955 to 1975, JFK assassination, Vietnam War. You have all of these dots that have lined up with where the industry has been pushed. Now, you mentioned this in the rap community. Was it uh, Clive? Or Clyde, Clyde sorry. Yeah. So there was a uh, segment I saw. I don't, I, I don't believe it was Snoop Dogg, but it was another rapper from back in the 90s um, who basically said that they were 
you know, still street rapping. Nobody had really picked it up. It hadn't gotten socially acceptable yet. And he got invited uh, out in, I think he said, Beverly Hills to this really swanky home. Uh, he didn't know what it was for. Uh, they checked them for weapons before they went in. And when they went in, they had to sign a waiver before the meeting got started saying that they would not say anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all signed the waiver, still not knowing what it is that they're there for. And basically, it was a bunch of heads of the music industry. And he said that they brought up this idea that, hey, we're going to start taking rap and pushing the criminality in it to try to influence people to basically buck the system on the lower levels, meaning just the standard people level. It's catchy. Yeah. And if we can influence the words and influence the style division, that's what correct. They're doing. And they wanted what they wanted to do was they wanted to pull people from prison to help fund this so that they couldn't have a paper trail. Wow. And so when they started doing this, a bunch of the guys that were in that room were like, nope. They ripped up their uh, liability waiver and said, I want nothing to do with this anymore. I'm out of here. They left. So those people <laughs> only knew a little bit about what was going on in that meeting. And they didn't really talk about anything illegal. They were just talking about an ideology. So he said he didn't know what happened after that. But within the next couple of years, you saw this uh, kind of what was considered Indian underground movement of rap really explode onto the scene. And now you have hip hop and rap in almost every genre. You have it even in country now yeah. and uh, all of this other stuff. And I'm like, if if you follow the breadcrumbs down, which obviously it's very hard to do, especially in the quote unquote age of information and technology, because you have everything available at your fingertips, it also means you have every lie popping up in your face. Well, they control what it is that you see. So when you're searching up information, when you're searching up information, you don't know if the things popping up are valid sources or not, because those quote unquote valid sources may be bought. They may be a valid source to push whatever. I can tell. I can tell. I can tell you how you can tell if it's a valid source or not. If you're looking at an internet article, real quickly, with I have a few degrees. All right, I was a I was a professional student in my twenties. Okay, everybody, I, I did not know what my life was going to do. All right. But if you look at a a source on the internet, if it just says a group name on there, like, I don't know, we'll just throw the Republican group or something on there, doesn't have a time stamp on it, that's a fake news. Real raw news is fake news, everybody. It's, It's satire and parody. Stop quoting real raw news. And you have to look these, you have to look these places up because they have to register themselves as as satire parody people are posting these tribunals from real raw news pretending like hillary clinton and all these people's been been down at gitmo and you have how you know it's authentic it has a author's name to it first and last name and it has a date and a time stamp because that person's held accountable for that article so that's what's real. And it can't be a fake name. It can't be that it, now they can list a group name. They don't even have to list a name. If it just has a time date and a stamp on it or uh, um, a, like 11-6-2022 and a time date, nothing else is probably a fake article. Don't go by that. But um, I want to talk about what you were talking real quickly because um with Kanye, he came back for a moment of time call and he referenced himself as the artist. 
So that's what, when he started coming back and referenced himself as the artist, he was actually deflecting back to the contracts that they would sign, which they, under the signature of the contracts, they never listed the person's real name, Kanye or whoever. They just labeled them as the artist. So we got Eminem that just came out. They were words that they were not allowed to even speak. They weren't allowed to say Jesus in these rap. They, it had to be certain genres and, and violence and drugs and all that kind of stuff. They weren't allowed to say anything, the light, Jesus. There was like five or six things. Well, Eminem just broke away from that contract. It, look this up. And his, his release, his new song that just came out. Now, whether or not this is true, I don't know. It, it, you're, it just came out. He's he's declaring Jesus as his savior, and he's rapping about Jesus a lot. He broke away from that contract, which Kanye oh. Kanye said about what last year, maybe a year ago, that there was going to be somebody that's coming up, and he's going to be able to say Jesus again. I, I don't know if you all saw that in one of he was in white. They had like a church meeting. Marilyn Manson was there. Actually, Eminem was there. Eminem was there and he said, we're getting ready to have a, have the artist come out and say, proclaim Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And a year later, now Eminem, now Eminem's, I'm not into hip hop. Everybody don't think that I am. I don't sit around listening to this stuff. I am not a rapper in Kentucky. All right. So, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> maybe I can spit some freestyle out here in a little bit. Let me drink a little bit more Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke, and, I, and I'll get you some rhymes out. But, um, you know, if you look at his uh, album that just came out in the cover of it, there's a lot of stuff there that we need to be analyzing. Numbers, all kinds of hidden messages in Eminem's cover album. And they use music. This is my opinion. I'm going to get spirituality, and I can't believe I'm talking this long. Marianne, you need to talk next, okay? This is it. Marianne's talking. <laughs> what? So, so in my from a from a Christian spiritual standpoint, from where I'm coming from, Lucifer was the praise and worship leader in the heavens. His breastplate was a harp. He played all these instruments. There's one instrument he was not allowed to play, and, and that was the shofar, the trumpet. All right. So it makes a lot of sense that he would use the entertainment industry, especially the music industry, to manipulate the minds. Yes, there we go. Yeah, we somebody help me. Somebody message me. Message me. Let's decipher this. There's a lot going on here. So yeah, for the audio listeners, real quick, look up uh, Eminem's new album cover, Curtain Call Two. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in here. Like mm -hmm. I don't know where to start. Holy shit! I don't either. Look at even the in the back. Back. The, Sorry, the his previous album is called Music to Be Murdered by. Which is really Whoa. interesting too. That came out in 2020. That's what I found mm -hmm. when I just looked it up, and then this one came up too. But uh, yeah, I looked one up as well. Super weird. Music to be murdered by. Like it seems like he might have a little bit of insight. That, uh, I mean, this being as deep overt. as he is in the game. It says it says that in the song, not only is he you know saying that Jesus is a savior, but it also says that uh, it was a collaboration. One name I was not mm -hmm. surprised by with Kanye West. But the other one that I was, but the one that I was surpri surprised by was that it was also a collaboration DJ. with DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, and, yeah. And I was like, I didn't see that. Okay, well, first of all, Kanye West, yeah, I could see that. He was known, I think it was back in like 2015, for going on 20-minute rants in the middle of his sets all over the United States. 
and it didn't make him look all that sane to most of the people that paid money to go there and hear his album. Uh, so that part with what he has been saying basically since then, I'm not surprised that this particular song with M is in a collaboration with Kanye, but the fact that it's Eminem doing it and it's also a collaboration with DJ Khaled, I find that very out of the blue. We got to look into this and, and just real quick with that, with Kanye, in my opinion, I believe we're seeing true spiritual warfare. And if you know anything about the Illuminati, the Kardashians, like they have a huge, big, they, they are, <laughs> but there's, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't re reference this, but back in the day when I first started reading about the Illuminati, this is probably back in 2015 or something, 16. Um, I remember that they had a sacrifice when they got truly in trouble, they had to sacrifice sexuality. So remember when Kim Kardashian got robbed in Spain or Europe, wherever she was over there. And, and so then Kanye went into this silent mode and was meeting with all these different people and things. And even Trump was part of that. He met with Trump. Well, shortly after that, Bruce came out and said that he was going to be changing to Caitlyn Jenner was he a sacrifice because Kanye's Kanye's mom died just from a normal plastic surgery thing. Did he sacrifice Whoa. his mother? Like this is so Woo. deep with me. I have questions a lot. Like I think this is a lot deeper with Aaron Carter and all this stuff. I think it was a sign to Kanye. Like you're next buddy. And if I was Kanye right now, I wouldn't trust any of my friends. I would not be taking a drink from anyone. I would be getting my yeah. own drinks at the grocery store or something. <laughs> So you well, think you that somebody go ahead, Mary. Sorry. Ahead. So Emily, I know that you'll have you'll have an opinion on this. So you think that somebody in Kanye's inner circle is likely yes. to Yeah. And so it's probably somebody if if Aaron was murdered, um, you would say it was somebody in his inner circle as well. Mm -hmm. That he would have trusted. That or Clive Davis had FBI show up at his house and they they drowned him and then they gave him drugs to make it look like a drug overdose because that's what they do with sex trafficking victims. Um, women, you know, especially that, that, you know, we make labels prostitutes or something. They show up. They don't ever classify it as a murder because it's left like they had a drug overdose. and Nobody investigates it fully when they see the drugs lined out, just like Whitney Houston. Well, yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about uh, if hang, hang on, man, just real quick. No, uh, if Kanye were to suddenly get shot in the back of the head and hung from a, a electrical Dornham? cable or something, or yeah, that, that it would be way too obvious. But I'm like, dude, everything is now that I don't think they give a fuck anymore. They can just do this shit. And like, what are we gonna do about it? Talk about it? Oh, anyway, Ben, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I, that goes right along with it. it, it, it it's the idea that. And this is, I, I was going to say this earlier, but I didn't want to, I don't want to break up your super good role that you were on, Emily. I always break up my goodness. Go ahead. It's all right. I don't when, care. When you were mentioning that you can tell if it's a real article because it's the first, last name, date, and time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call bullshit. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think they give a fuck. I don't think that they care if their real name is there. I don't care if they date and time it. Who's going to hold them accountable? The news networks? I think that they're the project Veritas is going to hold them accountable. That's who's going to hold if them they're lucky, if they're lucky. But my thing is, is, <laughs> is, is like to Joe's point, they can do whatever the hell they want. And as long as nobody's there, 
which they make sure happens, they're the ones collecting the evidence that they made. So we're supposed What's to blackmail. Trust, well, it's blackmail, but it's it's also one hundred percent a cover up. If they're killing people, they're going to make it look like it wasn't them. They're going to make it also look like it wasn't somebody else because they can't falsely accuse somebody that's not, although that's happened, but they can kill somebody by hanging them by a doorknob or suiciding them with a double tap to the back of the head, which I'm not really sure if you can get another trigger pull off that way. Um, But I, I completely agree. It'd be really I don't fast. Think that, well, yeah, it'd be real fast. Yeah. Well, that's why Kanye's showing the receipts. His trainer, Harvey, was like, we can do two things. We can either talk man to man, have an adult discussion, or we can in- institutionalize you again and drug you and your kids will never be the same. You'll, you'll, and Kanye's taking these screenshots and putting them out there. I think that's what happened to Aaron Carter all these years. They try oh, to get yeah. in with Michael Jackson. They drugged him over and over. He got back into that addiction lifestyle. Then they try to make him look crazy, try to make him look like he was on drugs. They've done this over and over. Brittany Murphy's another one, Whitney Houston. All of these people, when they start posting anything about maybe possibly Kanye might be suicidal, that should be a red flag to everyone. Any star at this point that might be suicidal should be a red flag because they're trying to set that up to, to where this person, if they find him dead by drugs or hanging, it, 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 it would go along with that story scheme that they're putting out there. But, but again, I agree. It could be anybody's name, but I'm just going to tell you, I can't tell you if it's a, it's, it's, it's a direct, authentic uh, post, online post. But I'm just going to tell you, it's a good good thing if it's a first and a last name, a date stamp, and a date date. There's a lot of articles. Go through it all. You will see no names associated. You'll see just a group of people, like a group name on there. There's no date stamp. So... I can't tell if it's absolutely authentic. I didn't write it myself and tell you, yes, I did that. But if it's a first name, last name, date stamp, date time, it's it has more legitimacy than something else like real. Raw this news. reminds me of so Planet Retard. We we do sometimes we do this uh, additional show on Sundays called Planet Retard where we'll cover articles. And I call out bullshit on AI written articles all the time. Oh. Like when we bring articles. I'm like, dude, this is not oh, real. Yeah. I, if you do that, I want to be, I'm invite myself. I always invite myself. So, yeah, yeah, you totally I'd love to be on Planet Retard. So I've never heard though. <laughs> the date stamp, I've never heard that before, but it's just based on the content of the article is how I base my judgment, where if they repeat the same thing over and over again, where yeah. they're reiterating the same point, but it's just worded a little bit differently. Um, hammering down the same thing, you know, it, it, paragraph after paragraph, and then there's no real story. And then also the concept kind of makes no sense, but it does just enough to be like, this might be real, but it hooks people in. And then to me, I'm like, nope, that's a fake fucking story. Fuck you. Either I'm that not or buying it's it. a really retarded reporter, which is also possible. So it's hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. Well, hold on. Here's yeah. something that people don't get either. And I'm going to let Marianne talk. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to let Marianne talk. Here's something else that don't, Ooh, that people don't get. You're on a roll. So when you're reading these articles, a lot of time when it's satire and parody articles, they actually have blue letters highlighted like a hyperlink to these things. You can click on those and it takes you to the real article oh. that you find out that's not even associated to that article. And that's the true right. story. People don't even click anymore. People are retard. Right. I can just say yes. retard. They don't. They no, think no, you they can read. totally say that. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> 
My we know you're a school teacher. I have, I have degrees in education. Like I, I think of. No, I used to work with kids with autism. I'm not supposed okay. to say the R word, but we do have planet yeah. retard and I can't help it. Sorry. But, but no, I, I do the same thing where the reason that I even read these articles is because I would scroll through Yahoo News. Uh, our listeners all know this. Yahoo News on purpose because it's the worst one. It's the worst site yeah. for the worst articles. And I'd scroll through and there's so much clickbait. And if you click oh. on it, the article is sometimes completely different than what the clickbait yeah. is. But the way the article is, I can tell the type of person they're geared towards. Like they want that person to be like terrified or like what's going on with this other side. They want that division or they want fear, whatever it is. Right. I mean, maybe they're, you know, the same thing, but they, they want that person who's reading it to be like, yes, this is definitely true. And it makes me feel a certain way. And I'm very angry or very divided or whatever it is. And when you read the article, it's like, this is dumb as fuck. Did you actually read this? You fucking moron. No, no. they only well, read the headliners. Yeah. That's what they do on TikTok too. Yeah. Well, Jen, Jen's really good about seeing a headline and like skim reading it and going, oh my God, this is so fake. I have yeah. to read it. So <laughs> it'll be yeah. something stupid too. It'll be like, dog poops on man's face and he's cured of cancer and she's like that's oh, it i gotta I read that one anytime with poop poop is good <laughs> it's good Poop's oh, the best. poop is poop is never not funny we have to do that <laughs> i've got the poop emoji coffee cup so i mean yeah, come on. A... you know well, we have a couple it's her, it's her coffee her coffee thing. does it to her <laughs> Yeah, there's <laughs> that think poop and farts aren't funny, and I always say I disagree. So I got to do it at oh, least once a show. Just get it out of my great. system. So they're great. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mary, Mary is Mary is turn now. We're going to talk about poop. Oh God. <laughs> poop. What about poop? I mean, my what do you want me to talk about poop? No, <laughs> we totally can. We've actually I mean, done a couple episodes. Very, very I mean, um. Nickel episodes on poop, so don't. <laughs> no, I will tell you, I, my husband and I have spent probably two hours today cleaning poop uh, from our donkeys, oh, donkeys, horses, and our, our horses. So when that was four wheelbarrows full. Wow. wow, you really I do love that smell. I love that smell though. What? And I love, I love the smell of a dead skunk too. It's so good. You, you what really the do fuck is wrong with you? Whoa! Do you know what also smells like Emily? Emily, do you know what also smells like a dead skunk? What weed? Weed. Oh well, then no wonder. And I've never smoked uh, it. I'm a, I'm, a, a, I'm, a I'm, a I'm a proponent for that. I, I have smoked it. So. Mary, you, Mary, you've never smoked weed? That's crazy. Neither have I. I. And I'm sorry. <laughs> you haven't. Okay. Uh huh. But <laughs> my husband, my husband has a lot when he was younger, so he's educated me on the smell and so oh, now every time i smell that so now you are I a like, connoisseur <laughs> I, I haven't really i haven't smoked it but i've smelled it from like our some family that lives next door and i know they do it and i'm like i love good they, secondary weed smell they got the good so stuff good. don't they and he'll be like yep that it's funny <laughs> though because there is a distinct difference between the smell of weed and skunk. And if you have done the weed, then you know the smell of the skunk. And it's like, nope, that is fucking skunk's well, asshole. It's not weed. It's no, no, I, still, I, I don't know about that. I classify them both in the same well, here's the thing. We live in California. So that, smell, like that smell is walking to Walmart on a Tuesday. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. It's, it's not... It's not a big deal. Some people will carry it around and it's like a cologne. You could you just know where it's going. Um, I would love that. But they have said that in small amounts, small amounts, like when you just get a slight whiff of it, skunk, 
coffee and weed all smell very similar depending on coffee? how strong it is. Really? If you just oh. get a little, just like that, See, like when you're, in the, when you're in the back room and somebody's brewing coffee in the morning and you kind of get that little whiff of it, it can smell like that, but it's, don't look at me like that. I will say my grandparents gave I've me a weed never, gummy. ever thought that. A weed gummy? I eat those gummy. all the fucking time. They were little worms. They keep them on top. Of my, this is my 80, my 84 year old granddad. He's like, I'll get you one off the top of the fridge. So I went on and got on top of the fridge. And I, I, my husband was sitting there looking at me like, oh, no. And I took it. And I was like, this is good. Yeah. And, it, and they, they keep them there at home. I'm going to try this. You, I'm gonna, okay. Yeah. So. Did you enjoy the edible though? Because Did edibles have well? a very different reaction. I slept people. good and I felt Yay. I felt silly. <laughs> That's all he does. Can we talk about I this? Smoked weed my whole life. So I did not smoke weed till I was 36 years old. Which That's is how kind of old I am. Thing. It's my turn. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I tried it twice as a teenager. I didn't like it. And then I it became legal in California in 2016, so we could buy it. And I was like, let's try it. We could try it. And Joe's like, yeah, I've smoked weed forever. Who cares? And I was like, we've never really done it. I want to. And we got super high and watched, uh, watched stand-up comedy and Tosh. And it was the best. I've never laughed harder or felt better. And I have nothing bad to say about weed now. I think everyone should do it. And you don't not get paranoid. Driving. So you don't get paranoid anymore. At least I don't. Because yeah. it's not fucking illegal anymore. Like here... It's as common as smoking a cigarette on the street. Like yeah. nobody even bats an eye. So it's or where are you though? Where are you all? Are you in Colorado? Cali. Cal Northern California. Cali. California. That's right. North yeah. Carolina. Or North Carolina. North <laughs> That's you, Marianne. North Carolina. <laughs> well, yeah, the funny it's not legal here yet. Well, and the funny part about no, those gummies is that again, not only is it super common here, but we have stores. We have pot uh -huh. stores. You can walk in and say, I want that pot in my pocket when I walk out. And you pay money and you walk out and you go and get high. So and guess what? what? I Everybody doing, that works there, nicest people ever. Nicest people oh, ever. I'm sure. They are Everybody would be nice if everybody was on weed. Yeah. So you walk in there and I always buy the gummies. I, there's these little like square sour motherfuckers. And so I'll take one of those like two hours, <laughs> like two hours before I got to go to bed. She and she's taking she knows she ate some weed tonight. She ate like, some gummies tonight. Like I I'm face down. I'm face down in an hour, just fart dust. I'm I'm good until fart the morning. Fart dust. Fart dust. I'm a very well. That's what's baby. bad. Oh yeah. So Lenita has the tolerance of a rhinoceros. It's crazy. She does. Like I I can't even believe how how she still stands at her house sometimes when she. I don't I'm either. Like, Jesus. Like I, I would take half of that and be in bed asleep till like the, the next you know, Thursday. Never trust the quiet ones. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. she's the, the, the most quiet ones can handle the biggest things she's, that's happening. In she's life. five five. She weighs yeah. a buck five, and that woman <laughs> will start way before me. I will take one gummy, it. and she will still be on the bed looking at me like, "Ha, ah, you're going to sleep," and I'm like, "How are you not?" I Ben's am... like, how is it up there on that pedestal? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh. No, the bad uh, thing about the weed gummies, fun. though, is that they are so tasty that yeah. you just want to eat all of them, and then you eat yeah. four, and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> no, so what we did when we got gummies, we would get... I think you all should make your own. And then, 
We you have to buy a bag of regular gummy bears too, so that you can have the regular gummy bears next to you. You eat the weed gummy, and then you can just mow down on some Haribo gummy bears because they are uh, just sugar bullshit poison (laughs) instead of weed. (laughs) Way better for it. Because yeah, all you want to do is eat candy and bullshit. Sorry. Well, I would love that. And my weed guy, his name is Ray Rodriguez. So, <laughs> yeah, Ray, Ray. We, a Ray, Ray. Ray. we call him Ray Ray. He's how we you have a you should call him Ray yeah, J. But it's <laughs> um yeah, but he just he makes brownies and suckers is what he makes. And it's the best ever. And I hate I hate to rain on anyone's parade with this because I love it. I just want I want to put a red flag out. Can I put a red flag out real quick? Red flag is out. State state approval is great. State approval. Now, Joe Biden's been posting about this on Twitter and stuff that they were wanting to try to make it legal federally. If they make it legal federally, it gives them a right to take away whoever has medical marijuana, prescription, all that, your guns. So look that up, research that. It it that is classified under being part of the, the regulations. I think if they can't take our guns one way, they're going to take it another way. And I don't mean everybody got really sad when I said that. So just pop that in there real quick. Now let's talk about something happy. No, my first thought was good fucking luck. Well, we've got them in every corner in this house. Medical prescription and not just, oh, I'm walking into a store because I'm in an. Yeah, we don't have to have those here. Well, they keep that your medical prescription and everything. And where I worked in medical field for 13 years, your medical prescription will go in there. It's it, it they can get that information. Oh, on file, on file governmentally. And they can find out who has those prescriptions. And if you have guns and they can take that away. From okay. You. So they will differentiate that versus just not having an actual medical prescription and still yes. being able to go into a store. So it that, will be well, that. Okay. I think it will be, I think it's going to be a way that they are going to take away our guns. Um, well, so out here it's recreational. So you don't have to have right. a prescription or a well, medical use state. out here at right. all. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. But if they make it federal, federal, it's going to be a total different thing. And you might see police officers and stuff pulling you all over there. It's, it's going to be bad if they make it federal. Well, that's where if the libertarian it, in me comes out. And I'm like, I know, a plant I'm libertarian the ground too. shouldn't have so anything to do with the government. Yeah. Let me have my plants mm-hmm. and do yeah, what the fuck I want We grow our them. own. And well, honestly, medicine shouldn't have anything to do with the government. Medicine shouldn't have anything to do with the government, period. It's our choice. No right. Go ahead, Jen. Jen, I wanted to hear what you wanted to say. Well, what you were gonna say. I was just going to say, if they, make, if they make weed legal federally, that would fucking terrify me because then they can put whatever the fuck they want in it. And yep. I wouldn't trust it at all. I wouldn't buy it anywhere. If just it grow was, it. Yeah. If it was federally regulated, I'd be like, cool. Well, I don't buy medicine anymore because that's federally regulated. So, nope. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that's a double whammy, too, because for the same reason, like my parents super Baptist and they were when all of the mm-hmm. stuff about it getting legalized in 2016, my dad said, or I think actually it was mom. She was like, Oh, the potheads got their way. Now weed's illegal. And then the first thing I said to my mom was I was all, first of all, two things. One, who cares? Second, it's not the potheads voting. You think potheads are registered to vote? Get out of here. <laughs> Three, I said, they don't want to legalize it. I said, the second that it's legalized, it's taxed. The second and regulated. Well, they, but yeah, but they want that federally. They want that. They want everything. That's to ta- where I was. That, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I was that if, if it happens too. federally, it's okay? the same thing. It's the same thing as like with cigarettes. It started out 
that it was 18, and then it was 21 in the state of California, then it became federal. So it used to be that you could still go onto a military base if you were, you know, a service member packing around an M4 or getting ready for deployment to kill people. You could go onto a military base in a state that it was 21 and over and still buy them for 18 because it wasn't federal yet. Now it's federal. Now, I mean, along with inflation, it's 12 bucks a pack out here in California. It is astronomically expensive. So you do that to weed. The first thing that they're going to do is they're going to follow the money, which is what everybody should do whenever you're looking at incentive. As soon as it goes federal and everyone starts buying it from collectives, they can see who's buying it outside. It means the pot dealers who all of a sudden see a big spike in revenue, if they're dumb enough to go put it in a bank account or it's not a money trail of how they earned it, now they know who's growing it on the side and now they can catch the people, which again is more regulation. Now they control all the weed. Like it's a step process. Everybody acts like these major laws that get turned, whether it be second amendment or anything else that you want to argue is this overnight thing. It's like, no, it's like boiling a frog in water. You don't put it into the hot water. You put it in cold water and slowly turn up the temperature and nobody ends up seeing it happening. I am all for just legalizing all of it. If you want to go shoot up heroin, fucking go, go ahead, die in the streets. It's not on me. And if you end up hurting somebody else in the process, Okay, well, if you're not already dead, now you are going to be dead because now your bad choices affected somebody else. But it's the same thing with guns. You want to own guns and be a law-abiding citizen? I think you should be allowed to. But if you use that gun to go kill someone else, we kill you. That's part of the law. At least it should be. Capital punishment should be that. What what is the gun regulation too? What is it? You can't be 21 to have a uh, automatic, uh, what's it called? The machine... Well, um, we can't have those the, in California anyway. Till, well, till you're 21, but then you can sign up and be in the military at age of 18. Like, that right, you can't, you can't own a handgun before 21 either. You can own a long uh, rifle between the ages of 18 right. and 21, but you can't. But it has to be semi-automatic. At least over here in California, it has to be a 10-round magazine. Other states, it doesn't. You have to have special licensing in any state federally to be able to get a fully automatic weapon or you go to a special shop that has those licenses so that you can shoot them on their range. But per the federal law, you have to be 18 to buy a long rifle, a shotgun. There's all these other bylaws about how many, how much ammunition you can have in it, but it has to be semi-automatic or pump. Um, and then you have to be 21 to be able to buy a handgun. So at that age, which is again, ridiculous because to your point, you can go in the military and shoot a fully automatic thousand, yeah. thousand round box, box round uh i'm getting my words tangled i sound like that guy clip okay i get it i get the same way it's you can go over there and you can shoot a 27 pound machine gun that has a thousand rounds in a box magazine and it's fully automatic and you can burn up the barrel and that's what you get trained on but if you step outside base you're not even allowed to buy a handgun yet you're packing one on base because that's your job as a military well, you can't police. Drink or a we talked about that a million times. The Bureau times. of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. ATF is alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Yep. It's fucking so, dumb. Which is a weird mix. Yeah. But the gun, like this, this is the Gun Control Act of 1968 that says unlawful user of or an addicted to any controlled substance, any person who uses or is addicted to marijuana, regardless of whether his or her state has passed legislation authorizing marijuana used for medical um, medical purposes it is unlawful user or as classified addicted to controlled sub substance and is prohibited by federal law 
from possessing firearms or ammunition. This is how the federal government is going to get people. Mark my words on it. Mark my words. They pass this. You all take marijuana. They will find a way to take your guns away. Mark. I it. think I, I don't know. I disagree with that. And here's why. Well, that's, because, the, that's what is written in the documents under the federal legislation. Oh, I'm not read. contesting that. I'm not contesting okay. that that's what they're going to pass it. But at what point do you stand up to tyranny? And everybody's line is different. Everybody's so watching thing. Q drops is what's happening. It's the biggest what? CIA freaking like, the, the, it, it, oh, it ticks me off. I'm sorry, but the, if you're watching, if you're watching Q drops, you're not doing our it's all side part of the, of the plan. favors. It's all part of the plan, Ben. All right. That's oh, all, yeah. they, all this is part of the plan. Uh, it, it's CIA I, I'm not saying that there isn't a plan. I'm saying that complacency is what it is. Nobody's fighting. I'm, like I have family. My dad's back here. He was a screaming eagle, hundred first in Vietnam. All boy. right, military. All right, there's his eagle patch on the side. Military. My family fought for our country and our rights. No one's fighting. Everybody's lazy. Everybody's sitting at home in their at their computers watching for Q drops. And I told my dad this. If QAnon, thinking from a business point of view, has been silent for a while, everybody's going back and referring to these things. If I was Q, if I was CIA, I would drop when when the um, Supreme Court leaked the Roe versus Wade in May. I told my dad, no joke, on the back of their porch, if I, this is going to happen, they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade. If I was CIA and if I was a Q person, I would drop the day they overturned. And what happened? Q dropped to keep people complacent. And the funding and, and the following of Q is absolutely phenomenal. But nobody listens to Cash, Patel, and stuff on these other podcasts that we do. Because Cash, Patel, and all of them say we only use Q for marketing purposes because it's such a big draw. And they use it for business purposes to keep people tied in, but they don't absolutely support Q. It's a CIA mind control operation. I guarantee it. So that's it's what's just happening. Me that people say, oh, I support Q or something. I'm like, you're literally Ugh. supporting something that is anonymous by definition on a random site that, I mean, a lot of people use, or but a lot of people have never even heard of. And it's random fucking person or CIA or it could be a bot or a fucking AI or whatever that's just out there posting this shit and you're just you're supporting that with zero knowledge of who's behind that. Why I don't understand that. You're the you're supposed to be the people questioning this stuff and you're just like no they not you sent me. I've gone to war on TikTok especially with these Q people and I got blocked and banned and all kinds of stuff with Q. I'm like you all are are it's brainwashing. What why it's it's a cult. It's a cult. And when the Democrats, or if you want to talk about Democrats or left side comes up and says Q is a cult, I agree with them. I can't can't oppose that. Well, that that's actually been something that to go back to what we said in an earlier conversation and you know, fuck the two-party system and all that stuff. It's mm -hmm. funny because you have these uh what used to be adjectives that now if you say the one, it describes you as the other. Um, it used to be that there were conservative Democrats and liberal Republicans, and that didn't demonize you. And as a matter of fact, uh, if you talk to anybody that's, you know, our parents age, a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, uh, they, they would all say like, it was a political thing. You didn't mix the morals. You didn't mix what was going on in there with politics. This is about policy. This is about virtually standing at what our nation is going to do. Everybody had different ideas, but you'd all go out to lunch together. The cabinets would get together. 
they would vote on something, they would respect the vote, and then they'd go out to fucking lunch and be like, you know what, the people spoke, we had an idea, you guys had a different idea, they voted on it, let's see if yours works because yours won. Now it's this thing where you can't say even that you sit, that you agree with a policy without being immediately labeled as one or the other. Um, I've been good. I've been watching I, I've been watching Bill Maher a lot because to tell you the truth I actually agree with him a lot and he gets shit on all the time by the liberal Democrats. He constantly says he's like people are always saying that I have gotten conservative. I assure you I am not. I am still the childless pot smoking libertine that I always have been. And he's right. If you go back and watch his 90s politically incorrect, it's the same dude. But the but the left has gone this way and the fringe well, right has saying, gone that, that way. They've left there. I, I just know this. My grandparents were hardcore Democrats on that side, on my mom's side. And I'll just tell you this and growing up in a Democratic family and we all switched. I ended up being libertarian then I ended up being Republican. But um and my fam my mom, my immediate family is Republican now. We name our dogs after Republican presidents, their children <laughs> and, and their wives. Except I'm ashamed because I had a I had a great awakening with Bush. My cognitive dissonance hurt me yep. big time with Bush. But I I have it on my website, ambush, like I'm ambushed, but A M lowercase and capital B U S H ambush. So anyway, my Jeb is still alive. GW, George W. I had to put down a couple of years ago, but Jeb is still here with me. Um, did you put did you put the dogs down because they were shitty presidents? No, GW. I'm, I'm had sorry, cancer. I had to. He had cancer. I spent almost eighteen thousand dollars total in cash for him oh, to fuck. have surgeries and stuff. So he was a rescue. He's an American bulldog. My other dog is American bulldog and. Um, um lab mix jeb and he's blind and his diabetes and i spend 700 dollars a month on medication so, so he's still more effective than jeb bush that's crazy I, mean, cheap say, I'm, I was liking how marianne was still trying not to laugh through that sorry uh, that's, that's okay i'm really we're really serious about dogs we we do dog rescue everything here and my family but oh, that's I, awesome. I, so but it's both parties but i'll just tell you this the democrat party the roots that I remember, like all my family would talk about and all the important aspects of it and everything when I was very young and I was Democrat too when I was young. I didn't know any better or didn't know any better about the two-party system. It is not the same Democrat party now. No. Like it's, and I don't even know if the Republican party is the same either. I can't it's even say either. the same. Mm -mm, so no. it, it's- None of them are. None they just want to keep us divided. That's it. Yeah. So, so my family, so Emily, kind of similarly, the way you were talking about people kind of switching, my family, I remember growing up and my parents would talk about being Republicans. They were diehard Republicans growing up. Massachusetts Republicans too, which wow. I guess is pretty weird. But this is a long time, long, long time ago, way back in the 80s, 90s. They were diehard Republicans. And then my dad, uh, when I turned about 18, 19, he said, hey, you should just vote vote for the green party this year your first year voting and i was like fucking why and he said because it doesn't matter he said it doesn't matter he said it who cares he was talking about the two candidates and he's like they're both terrible so vote third party vote for whoever because whatever and i think that's actually great because fuck the other two parties however this year and now they are die hard democrats to the core after being republican all growing up they are 
diehard Biden supporters. They hate Trump, mostly just because they hate Trump. I think they're just anti-Trump. Why? Yeah, hold on. Why? No. Have you asked them truly why they hate Trump? And I, do they have factual evidence behind that? Bless you. So I, Thank you. I can't. It's very sensitive. I try. They would call me um, pretty regularly and say, like, hey, honey, did you get your vax? And I didn't want to start a fight with them because I live 3,000 miles away. I've The last time I saw them was in 2018. Just wow. because I live in California and they live in Massachusetts and I can't afford to fly home every year. So it's I don't see them all the time. So when I talk to them, I try to speak about something else. But they would call me concerned. Like, did you get your vax? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Anyway, let's talk about literally anything else, please. So I can't <laughs> talk about that with them because it would be the last thing I would want to talk about just because of circumstances. I get what you're saying, but it. If they were here in person, it might be a little different. It would be different. Yes. 100%. Sit down and like go through the nuance of perspectives here and be like, so no. My listen. parents were a perfect example of cognitive dissonance, though. So my mom, yeah. my mom talked about various statistics with me on the phone vaccine adverse reactions she was like oh yes that happened and then talked about 20 minutes with me and then said but did you get your vaccine yet because i'm about to get my next booster and i just want to make sure you're okay and, and Jen i'm like just like i'm like it was cognitive dissonance like in my i've never quite seen that before and then my mom was also yelling because she was very upset that she got covid for the first time after her first mm. booster and I was like, mom, so there's only two reasons for that. Either co the vaccine gave you COVID or it doesn't work. Those are the only two options. And I'm, I'm not saying that no, the vaccine gave you COVID. Remember, if you get COVID, it means it's working. You know, now it does because, yeah. you know, the amnesty, whatever. Fuck that. Nope. But so I was like, mom, you either got sick from the vaccine or the vaccine didn't work and you got sick. Like, that's it. Do you see that? And she's like, well, so anyway, and then we talked about something else and I let it go because I was like, okay. Well, I, my, my parents are hardcore Republicans and they got the vax and we can talk. I know the time is ending here. We can talk about that other uh, another time or something. Come on. And now they both wish they listened to me and my brother and things. Some bad things happened to my parents, both of them. And they're the only ones that were vaxxed and boosted. Um, and, and oh, my mom yeah. only my mom had two vax my dad was vaxxed and boosted and then they stopped it all so but Joe, um yeah real quick from the end from the end for me is i wanted to bring something up that you mentioned real quick before i forget it you said you know i'm sure if they were here that you know basically that conversation would go a lot different <clears throat> i think that's mm -hmm. actually probably one of the biggest cruxes of our society today is that if people wanted to actually sit down turn their phones off and have a conversation about hard things face to face. I think that we would see a, a whole, whole different scenario. It doesn't happen anymore. It used to be that that's all you could do. And it used to be that when people wanted to talk about who they were voting for, they either watched TV, which was a lot more honest, not very long ago. As far as we know, two, as far as we know, I, I would just say that if you, if you want to put, you know, apples to apples, yeah, they've, I feel like the news has always had a propaganda slant. Uh, it's just more overtly I, bullshit was, now. Like it's, it's overtly just bullshit. They also got held a lot more accountable back in the day if they were caught lying. Not saying they didn't lie. I'm saying that if they were caught lying. But news propaganda aside, because we could go on that for a whole other tangent. It used to be that people sat down and they talked about it. You'd sit down with your neighbor, sit down with your family, talk you would have these physical conversations. It wasn't over the phone. It wasn't over Skype. It wasn't what we're doing here, which 
which, you know, God forbid we don't, we aren't able to ever do this because this is the only thing that I feel like keeps a lot of people sane in these yeah. times when they don't know what they can do to get out there or have a conversation or how to bring it up anymore. But we're, we're raising a generation <laughs> now that they'll say whatever the fuck they want on here, but they won't have those conversations in person. And when they do, they lose their fucking shit. They shut well, down. There's We've two things. That. Two things. Baby boomer generation, which is my parents, that were MK Ultra, in my opinion. They were raised to believe the television, and the television, whatever came out, was the truth, and they believe it to this day. I, my brother my, and myself warned my mom and dad over and over, but my dad's glued to Fox News 12 hours a day. All right. Oh, Jesus. So, so then the people that do speak out and try to use social media, we are shadow banned or yeah. we are banned off all social media. So the sit down conversations might need to, we might need to start doing that again, but I don't know if that's feasible because there's so many people that's been sucked into the system. I mean, how we got to reach masses and that's why we got to get off our butts, stop waiting on a Q drop and start fighting for what we believe in and start showing up at these places and actually physically being there. And, you know, if we want to tie in Christi Christianity, I hate to tie that into this, but, you know, Jesus was the modern day king. Everybody wanted to. There was people physically taking off the roof of a building to get to Jesus to make him king. All right. So what are we doing? We're just sitting here, not that Trump's king or anything. I, I, a libertarian, I would like to have, I don't agree with Trump in all aspects. I don't agree with any leader in all aspects. But compared to no wars, no new wars, peace, we didn't have inflation, our gas prices were good, everything was happy. Like, why are we not fighting to get on the roof, rip off the roof to get him back into place? No, because everybody believes the plan. Oh, there we go. That's my that's my box. And I, that's it. Marianne, I'm done for the night. Marianne, go. <laughs> like, and that's Emily she... out. Yeah. What the Marianne, frick, man? What the frick? I think we, I mean, I know we're kind of at time, but I guess we, we ended on a good note there. Yeah. I'm stoked with how that ended. It was passionate. very great. Very organic, uh, Justin. I'm talking, I'm looking at yeah. you. Well, before we get out of here, though, let everybody know where they can find you and uh, anything you have upcoming in the future and all that good stuff. I'll let Marianne end out on that. Oh, where we can find What the Frick Live? It's on. We're on Instagram. We are on the Spirit Realm Network, Odyssey, Rumble. Where else? We have Twitter. We have YouTube, but we don't. I'm pissed off at YouTube. We don't we yeah. don't market YouTube. I lost everything in YouTube 2021. I already got two strikes on me on YouTube. But if you want to look up what the frick live on YouTube, go right ahead. Support me. Give me a thumbs up. Subscribe why it's there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking oh, yeah. I might put this one on YouTube. Like we don't really fuck with YouTube that much. I think we have 15 videos on there or something. But I'm just trying to test the water out and <laughs> yeah. see like how far I can push our weird. Oh. I didn't put my David Icke interview on there because I was like, that might be a little too far. Yeah. I think YouTube would probably ask me immediately <laughs> with David Icke. But uh, yeah. Well, well, thanks, you guys. Appreciate you coming on. Anything you. else you got thanks to add? Um, Wednesday night will be live, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on um, the Spirit Net uh, Spirit Realm Network and um, our Rumble account, What the Frick Live. We have Tom Althouse. He was the original author of The Matrix. The, the stuff that went on behind this script is absolutely bonkers. It, I mean, this goes in to Pat Robertson, 700 Club, and his sex trafficking ring. I don't know if you can put this on YouTube now. 
but it, it like it goes so deep. This is part three. I this is the only show we've ever had part three on. But he is the original author. They have blackballed him. They have censored him. They've killed his two children. Like this is crazy. It's deep. But Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Mm. What the Frick Live, Tom Althouse, our third part three. Only three parts I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, everybody tune into that. Uh, thanks, everybody, on Rockfin, Brighteon, maybe YouTube if this goes out on YouTube. I'm not sure. But of course, the audio listeners. And for the people who don't listen, fuck off. We love you too. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.